It's weird on TikTok, all the um, Australian accent challenges. Yeah, that's what I've been. That's oh. why I did that. Oh, okay. You can't go back to where you came from. Oh no, <laughs> that's not even close. No. Welcome back to Gay Space. Hi, it's Gay Space with Space Gays. Um. And that's all. Goodbye. <laughs> if you're just listening, keep listening. Thank you. I've got word, um, mm, I can't think of the words today. Ah, we're both having um, brain farts and lots of them at once, yeah. rapidly. I've got gas in my stomach and in my brain. <laughs> I have shit myself and forgotten my words. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> How oh, are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Um, this weekend flew by. Oh, yeah, you were in the, the Florida. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to... You're so tan and gorgeous. Oh, I don't <laughs> want to mention it too much. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Mike leaves me in Nashville while he goes and gallivants around the eastern I was gone seaboard. for three days. Okay. To go see my mujer. Your mujer. I love your mujer. I think that means woman, but I saw my mother. Madre. Yeah. Yes. But I like mujer. I like saying, uh, I would, would you ever learn, a, if you could, like, pick it up easily, would you ever learn another language? Yeah, French. I took four years of French in high school. I took four years of Spanish and have forgotten no all hables. of it. Well, you know what really got me is when I went to college, I had to have a foreign language. And instead of just being like, I'll just continue Spanish, maybe I'll learn how to speak it fluently, I decided to take French. And so now it's all oh. jumbled in there. Jimble jambled. Ah, Yes. Yay. Yeah. Yes. What um, is that accent? Yes. Yes. The Swedish. Other, the other night in the dressing room, I, I kept going, I have a da penis. <laughs> <laughs> is what that, the fuck? Is that um, Italian? I don't know what it is, but that's how I like to hit on Phil. I have a da penis, and you have a da penis. <laughs> we are looking for penis. We have a lot of da penis. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> I'm a um, poet. I bet you didn't know it. Yeah. We celebrated um, Tracy's mom's birthday last night. Oh, yes. Mitchell. Yeah. So happy birthday, time. Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And Mother's time. Day. And Mother's Day. Yeah. Is her birthday? pizza was so good. It was good. Yeah. Uh, is her birthday always? Mm-hmm. It's either the day of or the day after. So d- does Mother's Day always fall on like the first Saturday? I think it's the first, yeah, of the... No, nah, well, you know, I don't know. Actually. How does that work? I don't know. Because this was the second Saturday. Sunday, right. second Sunday. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's the second Sunday of every month. Because it's always every around month. that time. <laughs> <laughs> every day is Mother's Day at my Your mom house. has been lying to you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I this knew month's I was, Mother's Day was really excellent. I knew I was spending a lot of money on presents. <laughs> Happy, happy December Mother's Day. <laughs> happy Mother's Day for the 500th time. You know what I think is weird is that for Mother's Day, kids always spend time with their mom. And then for Father's Day, they leave. Oh, yeah. Like 
we're going to go golfing. I'm going to do casino. You know what we used to do on my Father's Day? What? Uh, we would go, Mom would take me to the beach for a week. Because <laughs> Every <fuck> Father's <laughs> Day. Oh, yeah? I have full custody. <laughs> she would look six months in advance. Oh, totally. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, no. I had no idea. I had already put the deposit down. Right. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Oh, well. Um, anything new? She anything said, exciting? Flop. <laughs> delete a flop. That's not your favorite thing to say. Delete it flop or pick a struggle, girl. Oh, pick a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> you um, have green hair. I do have bright green hair. It's very pretty. Thank you. I you, really like it. You have a skin tone that works with like all sorts of colors Thank of you. the hairs. That's because I'm perfect. So <sighs> I know you've never. And it's seen... the full coverage foundation. Yes. <laughs> You just changed the undertone. Uh-huh. Yeah, Maybelline <laughs> spokesmodel right here. I'm afraid to go to try purple, even though I've been talking about it, because I just don't know how I'll look. Purple? Yeah. Well, I think it'll look fine. But I've had blue for so long. What color makes purple? Blue. I know, but... <laughs> and red. I mean, I've got it. I've got my Good Die Young product. Ah, uh, yes. Good Die Young. That's Good Die Young. That's Good Die Young. <laughs> I have to tell you what I found out today. It's Wonderful. not anything secret. It's it's. I'm like I can't really share it on the air. Oh, but I can tell you what it. An endorsement it's deal. It's hilarious. <laughs> You're gonna die. Um, um, how are you? How are things? What's going on I'm in your good. world? Nothing new. I uh, well, back to me. I went to the <laughs> Renaissance Festival. Yes. Can you tell us about the Renaissance have you Festival? Ever been? I've has, been once. Has thou ever been? Uh. Once, long time ago. I two years ago had the best time. I had more fun than everyone in that place. <laughs> like more fun than anything else. I got several pictures, so yes. I could only imagine yeah. you were having fun. Um, and my favorite part is whenever you like buy food and you tip the vendors, they go huzzah, huzzah for the paper money. <laughs> <laughs> Huzzah for the paper money. I fucking loved it. And then we played a game, uh, like an uh, the throwing stars. throwing stars game. And the girl was like, first you have to get it raw in the house. And then you got to get it on here. It was the fun. I like, I was like, we got to have that all day, don't you? That's a terrible accent. That's surely not a real accent. No, it definitely wasn't. Because it was going in and out. <laughs> you got to have your way back. <laughs> I admire the commitment that um, she has made. Then I got to visit the Taylor Swift love story video. Yes. Uh, where I mocked three girls for taking the photo just like the album cover. That you did? And that I <laughs> pushed them out of the way so that I could do it. Move, I'm gay. They, they were taking like 30 photos each, of course. Mm. And that's fine. You're having a good time. That's what it's there for. But then after the third one went and did the same photo 15 times, they all decided to have a group photo. No. And so my that was my reaction. I went, no, <laughs> no. Excuse me, Miranda. No. no. And then so the guy beside me took their photo, of course, and they were like walking away and I walked around them, like elbowing them to get to the spot. And then I was like, Romeo, save me. <laughs> With my fucking elf ears on. Oh, it's like, I was it's, all about it. It's a lot. Can we share that photo, please? Yeah, I'll send it to you so you can put it on oh, Instagram. Oh, I have it. Oh, yeah, you can you put it on Instagram, it. yeah. Great. Um, 
Loved every uh, second of Yeah, it. if you don't know, the Renaissance Festival here in Nashville, there's a, a castle there, and that's where Taylor Swift filmed Love Story. Mm-hmm. And you can stand in the spot where she stood. Yeah. And, and you just I did. take her essence. <laughs> I just want like $100 million. Well, a million of it. I'll take a million dollars. Um, speaking of a million dollars, this episode is brought to you by Play, Play. Nashville. They're paying us a million dollars. Yeah. So if you don't ever see us again, it's because we're wealthy from podcasting. <laughs> God, I can't wait to say that one day. Oh, what do you do? I'm a podcaster. I'm a podcast genius. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this week's guest is, is the one and only Morgan McMichaels. Flawless interview. Yeah. So fun to listen. Yeah. Way to give away the secret. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what? That it was a good interview? <laughs> Do you want This is to- before the interview has even <laughs> happened. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Uh, I'm now a time traveler. <laughs> there it is. You just feel it. It's yeah. going to be good. I just know it's going to be good. Okay. I mean, I hope no one listens to our episodes and they're like, whoa, God. Barf. What the fuck? Buzz's girlfriend. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we're going to say it again later in the episode, but she's going to be in Play Louisville on the 7th, 14th. God damn it. She's going to be okay, on the so 14th. <laughs> she's going to be at Play Louisville, May 14th. Playing Nashville, May 21st. Yes. Be there right. or be square. And also, the 14th is Miss Juicy. Miss Juicy. And, and the dance floor opens again. Boop, 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 boop. So I can't wait. Get to ready wait. to see people whip their dicks out. Yeah. And Do you think they'll play our theme song? Which one? The new one. Yes. If you haven't caught on yet, we have a new theme song. We have song. a new theme song. I was like, physical? <laughs> no more, fu- I'm fucking over that song. Um, all right. I love you and your support of that song, but it's we've heard it. We're good. I've Well, I've gone back to reputation. <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Always a good choice. Yeah. Today was a Lady Gaga uh, for me mm. because which album? Do you have a favorite Gaga? Uh, the Fame Monster. I like oh. that one the best. A little OG. Yeah, a little OG. Because I, like I was writing that trivia, so yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Fame Monster's good. Fame one. That one's good. Art and, Pop. Uh, Born This Way is great. Yeah. Art Pop was fantastic. I loved Art Pop. I really enjoyed Joanne. I really did. Not my favorite. But I did like John Wayne. John Wayne is great. great AO is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And how about that single? <laughs> um, the Perfect Illusion? Yes. No, no, no. Oh. The one that was released. What is the name of the song? It wasn't put on an album. A million Times, Million Reasons. Oh, The Cure. The Cure. That one's fantastic. That. I like that song. Flawless. Yeah. Great um, song. And then Chromatica was there yeah it is there i like it i don't hate i don't love it what about the tony bennett album oh i loved that one i love jazz oh jazzy gal i'm a jazz gal i like to scat (laughs) Oof. and on that note i have to scat right now we'll see you after the break with morgan mcmichaels Welcome back, Mike. Welcome back. How was your break? It was great. I got a cocktail. Oh. And by cocktail, I mean there's a cock on a string. (laughs) In your asshole? Yes. (laughs) Anyways, let's welcome our guest to the show. It's Morgan McMichaels. McMichaels. I'm very excited. 
excited. Oh, hello, 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 hello. Hi. Uh, Paul there for a second. Hello, hello, oh, hello. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have so much to talk about. I cannot wait. Yes. Uh, let's start with how are you doing? Yes. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It is uh, a nice 82 degrees here in Southern California. The sun is shining and of course I'm inside. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Talking to us. <laughs> uh, I flew back for um, from Mother's Day with my mom in Florida yesterday. It was 90 when I left, and then it was um, 55 degrees when I landed here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. It was oh. very depressing. Yeah. I will be bringing the sweats then. Yeah, definitely bring your warm, cozy clothes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's still uh, Christmas time around here. <laughs> yeah. Or whether it's bipolar. Yeah. I always get so cold on the airplane anyway. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Um, uh, so how have you been? Like, what have you been up to over the the COVID times? I feel like we always have to ask this. Yeah. Well, you know, I like took the opportunity to have some downtime because, you know, when it all started, it was, a, it was supposed to be six weeks. It was supposed to be mm-hmm. 12 weeks. It was, you know, it wasn't supposed to be very long. Um, so I took the opportunity to actually sleep and, re, you know, charge the batteries but then when it started kind of lengthening out, I started organizing my drag and going through my drag room. And I, I think I washed like 157 wigs. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Because like, my partner does hair. So whenever he, oh, makes, okay. whenever he makes me a new cap, I always put the old ones kind of in a bag and in the back. Um, because I like will wear the hell out of my... Because like, I get favorites and I just will mm-hmm. wear the hell out of them. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So I washed all these wigs. I went through all of my jewelry, through anything that was broken away, went through costumes and got rid of a lot of stuff and shoes and just organized my life. I think I went to Uline and spent what, oh God, probably about like $500, $600 on clear plastic bags. Because I have ADD, oh. so if I don't see it, I don't use it. So okay. now I see everything and I will, I'm will. i utilizing more of my costuming. Oh, that's nice. I love that. So yeah, I've, I've, and I grew body hair. Oh, that and lots was of body that hair. not the best part of quarantine when you were like, you know what? I don't have to look like a bald rat anymore. I can grow yeah. full facial hair. That's and you, how I was. I felt very like I felt very like um, and you're probably both too young to know the movie Mac and Me from like the Alien. Oh my god, yes, I totally know that movie. <laughs> not a drag, but I have eyebrows. Um, but I, you know, and I was very lucky because I I turned a lot of my gigs that I was doing out of town into virtual stuff. So I did a lot of university stuff, college gigs. Oh, wow. So, you know, with a breastplate, you don't have to shave your chest. And exactly. I, and you know, you just, there's ways around it. So it was like beauty and balls out. It was great. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I, that was, I missed that part of quarantine. Like the, the relaxing, the reorganizing, the recharging, all of that was so fun. But when uh, play first opened back up, we were I was hosting like a weekly bingo show and I would just wear my mask and I had a full beard underneath it. And I (laughs) loved it, loved every second of that took 45 minutes to get ready. (laughs) I also also felt like doing like uh, because I I was very lucky to I, I, I did some of my own digital shows like I think I did maybe six or seven of my own digital shows and I had them on Zoom. Um. Did you enjoy doing the digital shows? Not at gunpoint. Not on your phone. <laughs> I feel like some people were like, yes, I loved it. And other people are, no. are like you. Um, 
hold on a sec. I'll call. I'll call you back in a minute. I'm doing an interview. <laughs> no, that was mayhem. She's been FaceTiming me like 700 times. I'm like, bitch, I'm doing a fucking interview. I'll kill you. I love that. <laughs> I, like, obviously, mayhem is my best friend in the whole world. We've been best friends for 21 years, and we talk about 900 times a day. So if she thinks I'm not answering, I'm either dead or something. Oh, God. <laughs> like, like, bitch, I'm good, but like, I'm busy. Um, Tracy and I are the same way. Oh, Why aren't I, you taking my phone calls? Right. Yeah. I only text you. I, I have yeah. absolutely nothing of importance to tell you, but you will want to listen. Yeah. There for like a couple weeks or months, Mike and I would just send a random photo of Cher back and forth to each other. Mm-hmm. Every oh, day. yeah. Like, Mayhem and I will literally be on FaceTime and not even be in the camera. I could be doing this interview and the FaceTime will be on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. And be like, are you good, bitch? Yeah, I'm fine. Um, But I hated the digital stuff. I hated it because I felt like it was way more work than it ever was when you went to the club. Mm -hmm. Because obviously the lighting, the setup, and half of my shows were pre-recorded so spending the time to pre-record the numbers because they were themed shows so like Mm -hmm. I did like my 80s show and then I did my TV divas and then I did uh you know any of my character my celebrity illusions so I would Mm -hmm. do Bowie and Annie Lennox and Tabitha Mm -hmm. and Joan Collins and Pink and all of the things that I do well really but I hated it. It was horrible. I'm so glad to be back. I miss, and you miss the energy of the people, you know, obviously at home, you know, they, they're still your, your champions, but I mm-hmm. definitely miss, that's why I'm so excited to come to Nashville. Cause even if, you know, we're at limited capacity, those people are there to see the show. Mm-hmm. They are there to get wasted. And it's just the energy of the crowd and even the energy of the girls in the back. Again, with all of the whole cast in Louisville, well, I don't know who's in Louisville anymore. I think I only know one or two girls there now. But yeah, I they've, they've had some changes recently. Had, we've gone in different directions. <laughs> yeah, but um, the, at least the cast at Na- in Nashville, you know, like Nicole and Dee Dee and of course the princess and Vanity, mm-hmm. like all of the girls, like I can't wait to see them. I can't wait to give them a squeeze and you know, it's, I think we have more fun in the back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You on the stage because it's just like returning to old friends. That's totally. Awesome. Yeah. And, and, and to be fair, as somebody that experiences that on a weekly basis, the, the real show is the backstage. The mm-hmm. on the when we go out there to do a number, we're like, okay, I'm gonna do a three minute number so I can get this over with because I'm ready to hear what these bitches are saying in the back. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like all of the bartenders are really lovely, and the DJ is my favorite person in the whole world because, you know, if I fuck up or anything, he's always on it and just oh yeah, sweet Phil, Phyllis, <laughs> I'm Miss Phyllis. <laughs> oh um, well, you're in luck because when you come to Nashville. We will have the uh, the what is it? The, the dance floor is going to be the open. restrictions are lifted. Yeah, so the restrictions. Yeah, it'll be a full packed house for you. No, oh, thank fuck. I know, right? When <laughs> people you people screaming, yelling, throwing. Oh money. yeah, when you were talking about uh, the missing the energy of like an audience, I remember doing a show. It was the first drag show I did for like an interview over quarantine, and they were like, "Will you do a number?" And I was like, "Ah." Uh, Okay, and it was the worst thing I've ever done in my entire life. Like a webcam performance? Yes, just me in my drag room with a ladder and a camera. That was it. (laughs) Nothing else. That's all I had. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's just not the same. Uh-uh. Sure. Um, so obviously you're excited to travel again. Where else are you going? Do you have more stuff booked or? Oh, yes. I'm going to be performing in Nebraska for the first time ever in my drag Ooh. career. Okay. You'll have to tell Princess. That's where she's from. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm, I'm going to Lincoln, which I'm I'm excited about. And I'd like, I was very fortunate because I had, as things were opening up at the beginning of the year, obviously different states have different rules. I turned down a lot of stuff because I just wasn't comfortable right. traveling. Mm-hmm. That point, but now I'm fully vaccinated. My father, who lives with me, is fully vaccinated. My partner is fully vaccinated. So I, I was like, yeah, fucking get me on the plane. Yeah. I love that. I, um, I'm ready to take all the vaccines for a ride to see what they can really do. Yeah. Now we're, we're both fully vaxxed. Yeah. Um, most of the girls in the cast. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone is actually. Yeah. And I, I will say play throughout the entire kind of quarantine, figuring everything out. They kept everyone spaced out when even when we were open in kind of an in-between period, mm-hmm. everyone was seated and it was, well, a, it was a weird seen, energy. But I've definitely seen fun. the videos because obviously I oh, follow, yeah. I, follow okay. I follow both plays on social media. And I, of course, I follow Didi and like whenever I see like her on stage, I would see kind of the the first little area of the audience yeah so i mean it's it's been interesting it was uh, i mean the first few weeks it was like there were like five people in the audience it's the weirdest applebee's but i've I, ever been to i can't remember the name of the 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 newer girl she's tiny little thing georges georges yeah and she like she's the dancer girl right mm-hmm. yes bitch i have never in my whole life been able to move the way that little girl moves i'm like oh Oh, she has a good insurance policy. Oh, yeah. And you know what else? She's 20 years old. <laughs> well, I'll be drinking her blood when I get to right. that. Exactly. Yeah, we, go. we all try it. <laughs> yeah, but she's fabulous. I think I really what I really like about the cast uh, at both, because I obviously don't know a lot of the new girls in Louisville, mm-hmm. but I've seen the videos. The 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 variety. I like the variety. It's an old school mentality of how the show is cast or the shows are cast with, you know, with the girls. Because each girl delivers something so different to the stage. And I really like that. I, I, again, I come from an old school type of drag family, of course. So yeah. there's always that you always have to have variety in your Absolutely. show. Absolutely. And I like that. Yeah. And of course, the play is legendary. You know, you get to say, I w- I've been to Mickey's or I've been to the Manor or I've been to uh, play or I've been to Roscoe's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Or I've, the, there's certain clubs that are so like the Rose Room in Texas. Like there's so many clubs around, but there's just a handful of the legendary spots. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, how are things different in Hollywood? Have you been able to start doing shows, um, casting like people there for your stuff? How's that going? Well, we're not back. I, I only work in West Hollywood at one venue. Um, oh, okay. And that's Mickey's, and they're not open yet. They will be the last venue on in the strip to open, apparently. Um, but they own the building, so they haven't had to worry about rent. Oh, so that's, good. that's nice. Thing. But there's a lot of clubs open that were doing outdoor stuff and brunch stuff. And mm-hmm. just, just, I will tell you this. The drag queens the drag kings, the male entertainers, just LGBTQIA people are just creative as fuck. Oh, and yeah. People find ways 
to entertain. We will find ways to be employed. We will find any way to make money. And, you know, like I have to hand it to Bitch Pudding because she was the first one to, to kick off the digital drag thing. Mm-hmm. She, she yeah. spearheaded that whole movement. And then, of course, other queens will pick up a good idea and tweak it the way they want to do it. And it became a thing. Um, but we were lucky because my club in Long Beach, because obviously I, li- I live about an hour south of uh, Los Angeles. Okay. So I work in Palm Springs. I work in San Diego. I work in Lo- LA and I work in Long Beach and, and Orange County. Um, but my club in Long Beach, we got to open in August when things started to lighten up a little because drag kind of fell into this place where it was not live entertainment, but it was live entertainment and it was mm-hmm. this gray area, but we followed every COVID, you know, every COVID rule, every COVID safety product protocol. So we opened up from August to the last week in October, just before Halloween, when things started going shitty again. Right. And then we got to open up in February and we've been open up and obviously the rules have really loosened up now to this point where we're no longer, the audience is no longer wearing their masks. We're a little bit closer than six feet because now it's a three feet thing. Um, we are no, now this week, we're no longer in needing to wear our shields because obviously we're all vaccinated. Um, but, you know, it's it's been good because I've gotten to have the most amazing entertainers come through. And, you know, I've always had that kind of Morgan McMichael's Underground Railroad you know, drag. Would it, uh, RuPaul called me Harriet Tuckman. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been bringing all the girls through, you know, and not a lot of girls get booked. I, I'm really, really lucky that I've been able to keep my head afloat for so many years. Let you know, actually landing where I landed, but I must be doing something right. Um, but a lot of girls don't have that opportunity, so I took I gave them one to come out to California to do the podcasts, to do the mm-hmm. the shows and do stuff with Hey Queen or World of Wonder. And we all work together to try and make it an experience, which is good. But, you know, we've had a lot of girls from season 12 and season 13 out recently. Yeah. There's no one had exposure. Yeah. And, you know, I'm lucky because I have Mayhem and Mariah and Angina and Delta work. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, so. All right, good night. Um, my dad's going to bed. Um, I'm not talking to myself, I swear. I do, <laughs> I do have a core group of girls that we, and of course I want my friends to work and they all deliver and they're all very great. You know, and the, the, our core girls, me and Delta have been doing the same show at, a, a, at the executive suite in Long Beach for eight years together. So she's there with me every night. And then we have Pandora Box and Angina, Mariah Balenciaga, Mayhem Miller. Um, and we all, and of course, I'm booking a lot of Dragula girls because I think it just doesn't need to be drag race girls. It needs to be Dragula girls and lots of local right. girls. Because everybody deserves a chance, especially now. Yeah. Everybody deserves, and I, the, the, the one good thing that this pandemic has brought is that it has leveled the playing field. Mm-hmm. for all entertainment so no one's above anyone else anymore no one no one we're all working for the same money we're all getting the same you know starting point again yeah and a how lot do of you oh sorry 
I'm just saying like a lot of the local girls around here have created shows in places that would never have had a show before. Like my, uh, you probably, you will not know her, but you'll know her soon, I hope. Oh, like Wilhelmina Caviar or April Showers. They created brunches and they created these spaces mm-hmm. for their friends. Obviously we all want our friends to work before a stranger, but yeah. we all kind of interwork together and it's just, it's become a, it's, it's a great thing. Yeah. I love that. Um, I love it. That's, it's a, that's it's, such a cool mindset. It's amazing. Like you said, how LGBTQIA plus people will, we're going to make some money and we're going to yeah. entertain you. We're going to figure it out. And you're going to love it. Yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll go to the radio shack and get a fucking boom box and a couple double, like triple D batteries or whatever. <laughs> I, I have no, no problem. I don't think any of us have a problem like recreating that Britney Spears dance in our bedroom. Like we did when we were teenagers. Yeah. Oh, but That's you all know, we do I, now. But I also, <laughs> I also think that it is a uh, definitely a regional thing because, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's a timing thing. I did drag before drag race. And I think a lot of the girls that did drag before drag race, know the hustle they know the hustle and i think a lot of the younger kids around here have seen what we've had to do before they did drag and they get it they're not you know they're not stupid Mm -hmm. i i I like being around that atmosphere more than i enjoy oh well i put 12 instagram filters on my face and now i'm a drag queen that's like (laughs) no girl you're not you didn't work hard enough you didn't well (laughs) you're not doing it well, you know, that that's individual, I think. I definitely think any type of drag is great. Oh, it's oh yeah, no, it's great. It's it's what I'm talking about is the hustle and like yeah. just because you did the Instagram thing doesn't mean you're gonna be great in person. Like it's one of those. Well, the the same could be said for drag race. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. So as you're curating these shows, how do you strike the right balance between TV girls and local girls? Well, obviously, and it's, it's no secret that the, the drag race and the dragula girls bring, uh, bring a wider audience to the club. It's Mm -hmm. just a fact. And, you know, if you have five girls from drag race versus five local girls, you're definitely going to have a bigger draw. And that's just, that's just the way of the world. Right. But, uh, you know, I like to try and do, like, for instance, this this week, I have, like, on Thursdays, myself, Delta Work, uh, Kendra Onyx Ooh. from Dracula, and my drag daughter, Fabianse. So, you know, I try, to, I try to get a local girl in, and there's a lot of them, but not a lot reach out not a lot reach out and sometimes mm. not a lot promote. And that even goes for the drag race girls and the drag girls. Some mm. of them don't promote. And I'm like, well, this is a part of your job. Right. <laughs> right. You're got yeah. you've got to sell yourself. That's, that's you what a lot your, of this is. Yeah. No, but what I like about having like the local girls in is yes, they work harder because they want to, you know, be, scene and they want you know to get out their name out there but Absolutely. when fans of let's say we had tina burner last week and we had trinity the tuck last week um yeah. the fans of those girls are seeing these local girls and they're like well i fucking love her i need to oh, follow yeah. her i need to i need to i need more of her yeah. and it's just i think that it's just a like positivity breeds positivity like i just i'm a negative bitch completely <laughs> 
We all watch Drag Race. I have a sour attitude, but I don't do that in my life. Like I, I, I'm a competitor, and of course I'm a rotten old bitch, and everybody knows it, and that's fine. But I'm not negative. <laughs> I'm rotten, but I'm not negative. And I, I love that. That's a that's I love that a, way to quote. describe yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, a lot of the girls like also don't speak and they don't speak up and sometimes they're like well i didn't get booked i'm like well you haven't reached out i'm not a i'm not a mind reader mm-hmm. and if you want to work you work like and you know mayhem has this really great brunch down in san diego and she incorporates drag race and dragula and local girls and when she announced that she was doing it a lot of local girls were like well you didn't invite us and she had to post and she's like well you didn't reach out to me i don't i don't I can't cover everybody. Dee Dee says the same thing. Like Dee Dee mentions the same thing every time she's doing bookings. Like if you want to work, tell me, I'll put you on the schedule. And then you still have the people in the back that are like, well, I wanted to do that or, you know, whatever. And it's like, well, she's she's not seeing you face to face. She's probably not thinking about you. She's got a hundred other things to do. Right. Well, or you're not going to do it. And it's an, unfortunately, it's an out of sight, out of mind situation as mm-hmm. well. When I was coming up in drag, I would be the one to be at every show with me. Me and Mayhem were in drag every single day at every single show. And we got to know the audience. And then it started becoming the audience was asking, why is Mayhem not there? Or why is Morgan not there in the show? And the show but is in the show. Well, you have to show support you have to be there. And the thing that I love the most in the world, the thing I love most in the world is when I'm performing, whether it's at Mickey's or in Long Beach or anywhere, if I see a drag queen in the audience, I am pulling that bitch up to perform with me. Oh, love that. A little minute to do her thing on her own, whether she splits, death drops, goes out, and she can go collect her money. And the audience likes it. The queen gets an opportunity to come up and be on stage. And it, again, positivity breeds positivity. What harm is it doing me or my career to give another bitch some, some shine? Right, Absolutely. yeah. I'm, and I, uh, I miss, you may feel the same, like when you're first starting out, I kind of miss learning uh, how to go out and drag, but not have a commitment. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, those, I'm gonna go and oh. drag and fill my oats but I don't have to worry about being there at a certain time and make sure I have my music and all of this stuff. Like I kind of miss sometimes the just hanging out, feeling myself. No, no, those days are over. Those days oh. are <laughs> <laughs> long gone. Oh, I love that. How did you get your start in drag? Well, I actually used, uh, used to backup dance for drag queens because the day I moved, Ooh. the day I, was, I knew I was coming to the United States and the day I moved here, I had already been talking to guys on AOL and for M chat. Not, not, not to hook up by any means, um, but to make friends. To to get to know someone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Come, you know, be here and not know anybody or, you know, so um, his name was Deshaun. He had been a drag queen at Oz, but I'd met him we, we, really friendly. And there was no romance or no sexual anything. He took me the first night I got here, fully jet lagged, by the way, to a club called Oz. 
And I'd never seen, the only drag queen I'd ever seen was RuPaul or Lily Savage, who was big in the UK at the time. Um, and that night I met Raja, I met Delta, and I'll never forget meeting Delta. I walked into the club and like you had to walk through like the pool table area and they had this fireplace. And Delta was sitting at the fireplace, um, head to toe, rose, dusty rose lingerie. Her hair was all done and beautiful flowers in her hair. And she had this little fan and a massive purse and she was just sitting there. And I was just enamored with her. And I met Raja that night. I met Chanel that night. I met, oh, whole, wow. I met a whole bunch of people. Um, what an introduction. Right? Yeah. So Legends. Time, going to the drag shows, seeing drag queens, I ended up backup dancing for drag queens. And then I did it as a joke one night thinking no one's going to know who I am. And they really didn't know it was me. Mm -hmm. And it stuck. It was the attention grab, obviously. Yeah. The, this barrage of attention, and I loved it. And then, it, of course, it slowly turned into a job, and then it turned into a career. And then I got into, like, the illusion thing and, like, met Chad Michaels, and he taught me how to be a, a celebrity illusionist. Yeah. You know? It's interesting. But yeah, I backup dance for the girls before I ever became one. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I could I could just listen to you tell stories. Like, because <laughs> I can only imagine like the craziness and how just neat before drag race was a thing. Like well, if you I'll tell you, I'm a, a of course I'm friends with both of them. Very, very mm -hmm. close, actually. But Raja and Delta have a podcast called Say Something. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. It's called Very That. Say, say Something is their little tagline. It's called Very That. And they tell stories about all of our pasts, including, oh, okay. Chad, oh. Chad, including all of the drag race girls from California who happened to be dream girls. And like at the time, like before drag race, like the best thing you could be in the West Coast was a dream girl. That, that was the top. And like in Vegas, the best thing you could do was be Lacage or mm -hmm. Eva's. And then of course, in the East Coast and the South, the best thing you could be was pageant, like pageant winner, you know, mm -hmm. holder. And of course, Drag Race changed the whole demographic and dynamic of what, you know, what encompasses good drag. Um, now there's just so many different categories and, and types of queens and, kings and male entertainers and i i think it's so empowering i just love it i love I, it absolutely it's one of those things when you see it you when you see something new you're just like this is a this person put all of this together and created this entire world around this idea and it's just so empowering to watch like i watch drag shows all the time because i just you just love it when and you know even being in it and being days where I'm like, I want to go home. I don't want to fucking do this today. <laughs> I still am like enamored by my friends that I see on stage. Like vanity just throws it down. And, you know, princess is so good on the microphone. It's just like, Oh, no, I love shit. I, How does this keep happening? You know? I see. I love like the princess is such a rocker to oh, me. Yeah. He is like the epitome of like a rock chick, but then she'll throw down like, you know, some like, cute little pop song you're like wait what is going on here yeah <laughs> All so beautiful tattoos and then she does carly ray jepson and i'm like that's it that's the queen right there yeah. <laughs> so 
you know, listen to listen to their podcast because it is quite genius. And there's just a lot of stories about the dream girls and like our adventures. And yeah, I mean, I've, I've been very blessed uh, my whole career in drag to be a part of so many legendary people's lives that I'm just lucky. I love that. That's amazing. Um, do you have a favorite, you, you talked about impressions and um, celebrity illusions. Do you have a favorite one that you do? You know, it's and it, that is so hard. But I, obviously, I I turn forty at the end of the month, so I am definitely Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm an '80s baby for sure. So anything '80s. I mean, I love Joan Collins. I love doing my Joan Collins. Oh yeah, my favorite. I love doing David Bowie and Annie Lennox. Like I love that. Like they're my favorites. Yeah. And of course, Pink is you know, Pink. And I, yeah, what do you what do you do? <laughs> she's do you know what i love i love celebrities that are in on the joke you know of like I, this is a ridiculous lifestyle this is not normal and they just kind of get it mm-hmm. pink is that person in any celebrity interview that she's ever done i just i could watch it a million times because she's she gets it she's there she's hilarious i love her yeah she has definitely her feet are still on the ground absolutely yeah because she's always fucking in the air her concert her um I, I've, one of her acrobatic concerts was oh, yeah. the best concert I've ever been to. I um, fully agree. You know how hard that is to try and fucking replicate when you're a drag queen? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Did you try to do glitter in the air? Right, Just, the silks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the fucking ceiling's only about 12 feet high. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> Just watch trying me. to get up there. <laughs> So, well, I fully expect that performance here in Nashville, yep. so. Well, I, you know, I'm actually not bringing Pink or any character illusions with me this time at all. Oh, every well, there you go. Time, every time I come, I, and that's just the thing, I always traveled with Pink. I would always travel with character stuff. And I rarely just do Morgan. And I'm actually mm-hmm. just bringing Morgan this time. I'm going to wear some cosmetics. And I'm going to wear some beautiful costuming and just do the Morgan thing. I've always yeah, I love that character stuff when I when I go to places especially like play you know I think people are gonna I mean they're gonna love whatever you do but I I like that um to see something just bring your authentic spells especially now after being a year of not performing oh yeah like just be like this is me bitches (laughs) (laughs) I love that um Morgan I remember one time I think the very first time I ever saw you perform uh it was right after your season had ended, you were at play, and I just remember being enamored, and I just thought you were so fucking cool. Oh, thank you. you were all over that bar, and it was everything, from stage to the top of the bar to back. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I was still on my parents' insurance at that point. <laughs> Girl, you probably were. <laughs> you know, ever since I broke my ankle, when I was, I was on tour in Australia, I broke my ankle, it's always just in the back of my mind now. Oh, really? I don't do a lot of the acrobatic stuff anymore because I just could not go through that again. It was a mental fuck for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's terrifying. Have you ever broken a bone, Mike? I broke my nose. That's it's it? Not really. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that doesn't do anything. No, it doesn't. <laughs> now, was it, was it broken cosmetically or was it broken like accidentally? Uh, <laughs> accidentally, I was actually playing um, laser tag as a kid, 
Um, and I remember I was playing on one of those, you know, bulky mm-hmm. play sets, the wooden bulky play sets, and I missed a foot and I fell three feet down. Oh, God. Face first. <laughs> so. I've seen some drag queens do that too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there you yeah. go. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's liquor involved, I'm quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, never. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, I feel like a, a lot of people always want to bring up drag race. Um, I want to touch on it quickly. What was your favorite moment between the two seasons that you were on um, that you really loved that moment? I think my favorite moment of the whole time I've been on Drag Race was Sonique coming out as a trans woman. Mm. Oh, yes. I think that that definitely solidified my friendship with her. Obviously, when when I met her on Drag Race, we clicked instantly because, again, she's a rock chick. She's a pink impersonator chick. Um, we love music. And her music, she's been releasing a lot of music, like, uh, independently. And, like, mm-hmm. I just, I love her. And mm-hmm. that moment where she just kind of walked away, I just, it just was in my heart to follow her and let her know. It's fucking, oh. you're fine, bitch. Like, yeah. this is her truth. And the woman that she has become, like, she, there's not a single identifiable thing about Sonique now that I knew on season two, except her genuine love. And, oh, wow. you know, she has developed into this strong-willed, funny, oh, she's always been funny. Um, but she's strong-willed. She's just unapologetic. She's she's focused, and I I I am grateful to call her sister. And you know, she's yeah, she's just fucking flawless. So I think that was my favorite moment that I got to share. And of course, being on Drag Race with Raven was really fabulous because we've been friends for so many years too. Um, but my favorite runway was definitely the Red for Filth because I got to show my Scottishness. Mm, yeah, That dress was stunning. The tartan. Yes. Just beautiful. You know, obviously on season two, it wasn't about the branding. It, we, right. you know, obviously. Obviously it was not about the branding because we were walking down the fucking runway in jeans. Yeah. And, you know, oh gosh, yeah. it wasn't the fashion powerhouse that it is now. I mean, I'm grateful that I was on an earlier season because I feel like it was a lot more organic. The fights were, certainly. Absolutely. I think think the tension was a lot more. But, you know, it's... A lot of people say, oh, you know, everything's so uh, produced now. The queens are so produced now. Mm -hmm. But that's what it has to be. Like, you know, what we had to go through, uh, yes, we were a lot more organic and raw, but we also didn't have to deal with the social media side of things that these girls yeah. in the later seasons have to deal with. I mean, you know, I am obviously, you know, watching me on Drag Race. I'm the I don't give a fuck girl. And I don't mm. give a fuck what, what <laughs> someone on a computer has to say about me, especially with friends like Raven or Delta or Mayhem, who are the most rotten three bitches. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing that they can say that he has not even said to you. <laughs> I mean, you think, okay, I look like the bride of Chucky. Okay, that's great. Do you understand what Delta called me earlier today? And, <laughs> like, and I think that we are very lucky that we didn't have to deal with that. These girls 
you know, I got a couple of death threats here and there, but like with Jasmine Masters on season seven, was the first real queen to get a massive amount of death threats to get all of silly. It boggles the mind. Jasmine is one of the nicest queens. Yes. A lot to say. And she is a good time girl and she doesn't put up with nobody's shit. So for her to, to receive that kind of hate was was kind of gut-wrenching a little bit, but I'm happy that I never had to deal with it. You know, right. yeah. I, yeah. girls like Britta Filter or, you know. It, it, it boggles the mind that someone could have the audacity and the time of day to sit there and wish that this person on a television show no longer existed. That is I invite them. I invite, horrifying. I invite the people that send me death threats or hate mm-hmm. to come to where I am. I'm like, I will be in Palm Springs tonight at this venue, or I'll be yeah. this venue. Mm-hmm. If you have a problem, I dare you to show the fuck up because I will crush you. I will yeah. actually crush your skull. <laughs> Uh, 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 there it is. Didn't you do that to a uh, Nazi? <laughs> I, I had a little. I had a little interaction with a white supremacist. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. right. And uh, we thank yeah. you for your service. <laughs> you know, we hear about all of these these trans women of color, trans women, mm-hmm. uh, gay boys that are bashed or murdered, um, and of course these cowards are doing it in a group on one person or they're getting you from behind or they're doing it with a gun fight someone fight someone in our community face to face and i promise you you're not getting the same outcome Mm-mm. you're not you might take me down but i promise you you're going to be fucking scarred with it oh yeah I mean, it's... yeah because we you know people in our community do not fight fair <laughs> no no ma'am we <laughs> we're, don't we're <laughs> ripping out fence i'm getting a tire yeah. oh i we fight I, in packs too oh yeah <laughs> like i love if, it <laughs> if, if you think that you are you know so so bold to mm-hmm. beat up a trans woman or murder a trans woman from behind or when she's not expecting it or you know and it's unfortunate that our community is dealing with so much loss in a trans community especially with what trans women of color mm-hmm. like fight one of those girls one-on-one i promise you i promise you that you're not going to get her. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, you may take us down, but um, it's going to hurt you more yeah. than it's going to hurt me. Yeah. For sure. And I just don't understand. I don't understand the hate. I really don't. And, I, I, you know. I don't either. I just, it's 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 one of those things of, I, I like to have a good time. Our job is fun. Drag is supposed to be the, it's so fun. Yeah. Why, but, you know, what I, causes I, that so, so much angered vitriol towards all of that stuff it's just it but i hate a, it. but that's part of our white privilege is that we oh, don't for sure you know yeah absolutely so i make it a point to try and use my platform as much as i can to talk about the murder and the terrorism of black americans or mm-hmm. black color that are trans like it's just so important to me absolutely it isn't it's it's mike and i find it are very uh involved with it too because we it 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 hurts us to think that uh any of our friends are having a having a hard time you know or being treated less than and we're not because of our skin color that is crazy to me yeah and you know that i just i just the littlest thing is i think what i do in a car my best friend in the world can't do Mm -hmm. i can yeah 
you know, I can put something on my rear view mirror, mm-hmm. <laughs> but mayhem yeah. cannot because of the color of her skin. It's the most insane thing I've ever heard. It's truly it. it I was just talking to a client at work today that like, I'm glad that those protests and everything is happening because it's really bringing to light what we've been all taking for granted for so long. Oh, yeah. Because it's so easy for us. And even though life may not be easy for individual people, the color of your skin has never been a problem. Exactly. It's, it, whew, I get a little, little emotional there. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's great to use your platform um, to kind of push these things to light. I think it's important for anyone, I mean, with a microphone or um, with people who listen to absolutely point people in the right direction, um, which kind of brings me to you started doing a podcast um, last year, right? Um, yes. So I, uh, we were doing funk what you heard is what it's called, right? Yes. So that's the way I was doing one with Mariah and Angina. Okay. And it was called, what about that with mom? And we would just talk about like topics and obviously having, you know, an an Asian man and a a mixed race man and then a white man that all drag. It was a great conversation that, uh, that fizzled out, unfortunately, because, you know, just, just the way it goes. Sometimes we all got busy. Those girls got on All Stars, and they were like, "Bye, bitch." <laughs> but, you know, it takes priority. But I started thinking of using a platform. Mariah used that platform. Yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> I, I think it's criminal that that didn't win. Mm-hmm. Um, even though India's was flawless, India's was really so entertaining, um, and I thought it was probably one of the best I've ever seen. But I just thought Mariah's was the one. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. It I was agree. So poignant, but you know, and it's unfortunate that it's not spoken about more because, you know, I love the fact that uh, Simone um, from this current season, our our new queen, our reigning queen, um, she had that, you know, that statement piece on the runway. Mm-hmm. But beautiful. Not a lot. I I really think it's criminal that uh, uh, more people don't talk about Mariah's. Absolutely. But yeah, so I started the podcast. Um, I think it was before quarantine. It was a, a little, like, maybe six months before the quarantine hit. And it's just about music. Unfortunately, it was taken down from uh, from Spotify because of copyright stuff, but we're good on it. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah, so each week I just pick, you know, 13 songs that I really am into. And, you know, it's, it's for drag queens, it's for drag kings, it's for entertainers across the board, whether you're a burlesque or a stripper or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's for people that love music. And I really just choose whatever is in my, in my kind of radar at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's songs that you haven't heard in a long time or songs you've never heard. Cause I've, I've been r- really, lucky that both parents my mom loved r&b and soul music and she loved all of that and my dad's like a classic rock guy and he loved all of you know uh deep purple and the stones and i have grown up with all types of music and then obviously my own personal preference for music and i grew up in scotland so i have a lot of songs and a lot of bands and a lot of stuff that a lot of american people have never heard yeah. I love that. 
I'm a I'm a music person as well, so I I'm excited about this. <laughs> I, I also started with the the Morgan McMichael's Underground uh, Railroad Drag Tour. Um, I would bring in the girls to do episodes. Yeah, I was gonna say oh, you had guests. Um, what's that like? Kind of do, um, exposing them to different music. Well, it's good because like you know. I think like one girl that really surprised me was Vanjie. She had a really, really deep variety of music. And then, you know, like we had Silky come on. I've had Raven come in and Mayhem and Delta won't do it yet. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's just too early. I'm good. Um, But, you know, I'm I'm lucky in that respect that I've had the the Queens come in and I've, I've, I've heard some songs that I haven't heard in a long time and some songs I had never heard ever. So oh, wow. that's so cool. Can you so name fun. any favorite artists or of mine? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh uh, god, of course I'm uh, the biggest Minogue fan ever. I, I was born okay. on the, I was born on the same day as Kylie after all. Um <laughs> oh. but, No, right? But you know, I just learned that myself, Priyanka and oh. Kylie all share the same birthday. We'll look at that. Yeah, I'm sure there's another queen. I just fucking can't remember. Who it is. <laughs> <laughs> someone had someone had posted it on Twitter. Like, you share a birthday with this person and this person and this person. I was like, okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> oh, Tace. I also share a birthday with Tace. Oh. To- She's incredible. You want to talk about a pretty bitch? She is. Oh, oh my god. god! With the uh that one the photo blood of on her, the runway. The blood. <gasps> I, I like that was my iPhone wallpaper for a couple weeks. <laughs> um. So yeah, I just like my. I love the Minogues. I love Luciana. Um, oh yeah. You know, I'm a big fan of like Shakespeare's sister. Uh, Jane Badler from uh, the TV show V. She has a lot of a great music uh, catalog. Her son, um, the Anti Boy. Uh, I love his music. I love. I I don't know. I like peaches. I like everything. I I do enjoy every type of music. I, I like love that. that. A, an eclectic taste. It makes it more exciting when you just put stuff on shuffle and just random I, all over the board. There is a game up. that you can play, and to it's something about it to really get to know someone is to take their iPod or uh, phone for the <laughs> younger generation and hit shuffle on their music library and just listen to it for an hour. Cause oh. it'll kind of tell you like what they're into, what they're not into, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Every, and every single day on my Instagram, I post uh, a song of the day. Um, and again, it's just songs that I am into. And I, you know, like today's song of the day was Danny Minogue's Put the Needle on It. Oh my God. Is that not one of the best songs that has ever existed? Yeah, I but, listen to that all the time. <laughs> it would be like Roxette or Bowie or Blondie or, you know, Alice DJ. Any, I don't know. Oh, so good. But so then, good. Then you find... Like, you know, I would I wanted to put down like a couple weeks ago, Truth Hurts. Remember the song uh, Addictive? Yeah. Well, I was looking for that song and I found that she had a new song. It's called Fight for Love. And it's really fucking good. It's really, really good. And like, um, oh, yeah. You should, so and every, so every song that goes on my song of the day goes on to a Spotify playlist so people can. 
Oh, right I'm going to follow that now. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, you're just a fountain of knowledge. Yes, um, I love it. <laughs> they, I'm, I'm just going to get in touch with you to just send us music all the time, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I, if I wasn't a drag queen, I would, I would love to be a DJ. But my, my goal is to get on a gay radio station. I would Ooh, love hell yeah. more than to have an hour or, you know, something on a gay radio station. I would love it. That would oh. be incredible. Sounds like you should talk to iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. I don't think I'm popular enough, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> after- I was about to. I was going to ask if you wanted to be a DJ, but then you'd be stepping on Sonique's toes. <laughs> no, Sonique is not a DJ. She's Who am a- I thinking No, of? Sonique is not a DJ. There was a DJ in the early 2000s named Sonique. Yes, she, she's about. a singer too, and uh, yeah, what I was thinking of. I don't think I don't think, know I don't think she's a particularly a big fan of uh, the drag race situation because every time someone tags Sonique, they tag her instead of our Sonique, yeah. and I'm yeah. a little bit pissed. But fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh, we've already run out of time, so yeah. thank you for coming on the show. Yes, um, absolutely. So you're going to be in Nash or um, Louisville on the 14th. And yep. Nashville Friday. on the 21st. Yep. Next Friday. Yep. Um, and if people are not following you, where should they find you? Well, you can go on to uh, Instagram or Facebook. It's under Morgan McMichaels. Um, I don't know what's happened to my fan page. I, I'm not getting any answers, but I can't access it. I don't oh. know. But um, I'm also on Twitter at Morgan McMichael. And I, uh, my partner made me join TikTok. And I feel like I'm in between that age uh, that I shouldn't be doing it, but it's really fun to do it. Um, We just started one as well. It's, it's fun to do though. (laughs) So I've, you know, I really don't care. It's just more fun, but yeah, you can find me there. Um, And if you like me, you know, my name is Morgan McMichaels. And if you hate me, my name is Banda LaCrim. (laughs) Perfect. Um, Tracy, where can they find you? You can find me on all of the things at Tracy Otomy, T-A-R. Whoa, T- whoa, spelled my name wrong twice. That's cool. Tarsy. Tarsy. T-R-A-C-E-Y-O-T-T-O-M-E-Y. Boom. You can find me at Mr. Mike Gill. And don't forget to follow the podcast at Mr. Mike Gill. What? Nope. No, oh it's Gay Space Pod. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> my brain is just shut off here in the last 10 minutes. As Didi says, my brain's mush. Yeah, my brain's just mush. <laughs> You're stuck in traffic. That's why. Right, exactly. <laughs> the whole thing. Uh, yeah, we had a great time. Thank you again, Morgan, Thank for coming you on. So and much. If you're in Louisville, Nashville, go check her out. Yes, um, and we will see you on the 25th because I'll be there. 21st. 21st. Excuse me. Yes, I can. You be. you can be there on the 25th. I won't be there on the. <laughs> <laughs> you feel what you want on the 25th. Oh well, it's closed anyway. It's a Tuesday, so. <laughs> Nice to be in orbit. Case